My Talkers, how's it going today? It is a little bit steamy out there right now, but you know what? It's going to get a little bit hotter because Lori and Julie are with us for the next three hours hanging out. We've got some fun stuff to talk about. Oh, and we are steamy hot, aren't we? Yes, you are. Oh, yeah, it's just not. Julia, I Fight feel more discombobulated today they, than I do did yesterday. And Why yesterday is that? you didn't sleep because there were straight line winds coming at the camper when you were somewhere oh, in Julia, Sturgis. But I was still on vacation. <laughs> you know? Sleep was overrated on vacation. vacation is so hard. I know. You know, when you go back in and submerge into your life, it's like, huh? Huh? What do you mean I just don't get to be on vacation all the time? What's, what's up, up with, with that? that? Yeah, <laughs> what's going on? Jinx, jinx, jinx. Oh, um, my gosh. Okay, so uh, just a couple of things. First of all, you know, Barbara Streisand is on TV late night. Tonight. I know she is on Jimmy Fallon. I'm taping Okay, it. And right. she came out with a new song last week, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I just want to make sure that uh-huh. you knew back. I do. I, I taped I it. I got back into being the talk show host who knows a lot about other talk shows. Okay, this is catching how good. up this morning. Well, are you going to tape the talk, though? I forgot to do that, oh, and I will Lori. start doing okay. that. I don't know if they're on, on August break, because The View is off the right view now. Is off but right all now. the late night guys are back. And Stephen Colbert had Stephen King on, and mm. um, you know his new book, uh, Billy Summers, is yes. getting rave reviews. Casey signed up for it for free at the library, and he's like number three eighty. Oh, and they only like get two, two books? copies. Yeah, I'm like Casey. You, <laughs> you know, you might want to just, just buy it. the book, but, right? But um, so I'm very anxious to to uh, read this book. But he was on with Stephen Colbert, and they just had. Great interview, Billy Eilish was on with Jimmy Fallon. How did Fallon. she do? She was really funny. She was, she was? very sweet. You know, okay. she has the number one album in the land. You guys, it is. It is. I yeah. can't tell you one song off of it. Well, we've played a couple. Yeah, we <laughs> have three. We keep trying to get it to stick. But she performed, and she okay. just seemed like she was just really having fun. Good. And then, um, who? Oh, Jimmy Kimmel is still. You know, he's negotiated. He gets like two months off in the summer. I, so yes, I'm. Well, David Spade was filling in. Oh, and he's going to be our host in Bachelor in Paradise yes. starting next Monday. Which and we're he excited had about. Whitney Cummings on as a guest, and just he's he, funny, hysterical. So that that was kind of fun. And then also saw. Um, don't forget, you guys, Fantasy Island. Is on tonight yes. on Fox. What's the concept? Is okay. it going to be the same yes, thing? Yes, it's not Mr. Rourke's Fantasy Island, although this reboot honors okay. Mr. Rourke's uh, legacy. So the latest re- reimagining of producer Aaron Spelling's hit 1970 ABC anthology drama. Okay. Which we just heard about, White, you know, the White Lotus is going to sure, be an sure, anthology. Sure. So that means they change, does that mean the staff the- changes every year? Maybe, yeah, the, the, location, ca- the cast and character. Okay. Like American Horror Story is an anthology. Perfect. Got Dirty it. John wanted to be Fargo an anthology. Is. Yes, exactly. Okay. So Rosalind Sanchez from Devious Maids, Without a yes. Trace, Ugly Betty. She is um, his, the grandniece of Mr. Rourke. And we find that out. And, you know, remember, he made guest wishes come true. So... um it's kind of, you know, like if I really can't remember Fantasy Island. I just remember Tattoo. Tattoo. The plane, the plane. That's right. So this is was filmed in Puerto Rico. <laughs> okay. 
And um, it a lot of the changes pay homage to the original. Like they have, um, I felt like it was the Love Boat on Land, but it wasn't. Not, not really, because okay. he, you know, he um, remember Mr. Rourke was maybe hundreds of years old. We didn't, we never learned his first name. He was very mysterious. Guests came to the island wishing something would happen. So some of our guests, stars okay, like tonight, guests? Okay. Bellamy Young from Scandal and Prodigal Son. She was married to the president. That's She's right. She's excellent. I love her. She okay. wishes to eat as much as she wants without gaining weight after a lifetime of self-denial. And then the other storyline is an older man learns his wife was in a romantic relationship with a woman before she married him. So they come to the island to try and figure things to out. Work, to work through these things. Well, if so the there's fantasy an will come disorder true. disorder and an affair. And it, Leslie Jordan how 2021? Gonna, yeah, Leslie Jordan is going to be in one of the really? episodes. The Melrose Place reunion of Josie Bissett, Lori, Laura Layton, and Daphne Zuniga. Is that how you said her name? Daphne Zuniga. Zuniga, is that how we say it? Yeah, okay. that's how you say it. Um, and uh, welcome to Fantasy Island. What can the island do for you is what uh, okay. she says. And the, so that's just a little bit different. And there is no tattoo. There's a woman uh, named Ruby who arrives on the island with a terminal in, uh, illness, but with the magical powers of the island and Elena's empathy, she gains health. And that story is much like the okay, original. So, Grant, did you ever watch Fantasy Island or was it before your time? It was before, but I've seen some episodes. I've I've watched it, yes, but yeah, I didn't okay, watch it, it as it was coming out. You know, because Fernando, Han- what was the guy's name? Hervé Villages. Hervé, yes, yeah. he was the host. Tattoo. No, no, he was tattoo. Hervé Villages. It was Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, you try I, and say that. Yeah, you try to say it with your mouth full of coffee. Montalban. Ricardo Montalban. Montalban is not to be confused with the Italian Ricardo. Okay, He's, so this is going to be fun. This is tonight I, on Fox at. Eight or nine. Eight or nine, I think. I yeah. can't remember which so one. There's, so TV's back now that the Olympics are over. Yes, it's uh, eight o'clock tonight. And so it's going to keep some twists with the times. Right. And uh, so that is happening. And um, we're going to talk about The Bachelorette a little bit later. But seeing The Bachelor in Paradise Paradise trailer during The Bachelorette last night. Um, and then, I think this is going to be the first time I ever watch it because it, David Spade, mm-hmm. that angle of him hosting it mm-hmm. is going to bring it on. And Chris Harrison, by the way, made his first Instagram appearance since he has been let go by ABC. Oh, yeah. And he um, was with his girlfriend celebrating their anniversary and she has loved his life. The love of his life. La, That's la, la, Lauren la. Ziwa or whatever her name yeah. is from Entertainment Tonight. But he couldn't be happier. Well, good. And he looked good. Yeah. So, I don't miss I him thought, at all. I don't I either. Say, I, I, I guess the only thing like about the finale last night was that um, I don't know. I don't miss him because he can never be with Tasha and Caitlin. And that was that they were leads. So one thing that was interesting about the season is that they were able to relate to. Right. I've been there. I know what it's like trying yeah. to love three different yeah, yeah, guys yeah. at the same time. Yeah. All so right. I, I think I, I, but I was like, really. And then I that. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Becca Kufrin, the gal from Bloomington. She's on Bachelor in Paradise. I know. And they are borrowing uh, party tricks from Love Island is what I noticed on that. Uh, what does that mean? You love I, Love Island still on. Yeah, yeah, too much. Yeah, it's it's, I took a break from watching it when I was gone. You know, it's on the weekend. Well, yeah, but it's it's not on like 
I don't know. I, is it just is a it four nights a week? week? It's five, maybe five six. I it could be Saturdays because I've seen some Saturday oh, teasers. Yeah. I just do not. I can't. That's go such that a far. commitment of but the show, Love Island, which is a spinoff of Love Island in the UK, and a lot of people love watching that one. But they do a lot of party tricks that I noticed they're picking up and running on Bachelor in Paradise, at least from the trailer, and that is more. Truth or dare kissing games. Yes. Just a lot of sexual. physical competitions yeah. rather than like okay. how strong are you, but more physical and how touching. How strong are you when you lift What can me you up? carry with your boobs, maybe? Things okay. like that. Oh, you really? Know? Ranch, ranch, ranch. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, a little bit raunchier. So that is something, you know, to look forward to for Bachelor in Paradise. And Julia, the other thing that you'll like about Bachelor in Paradise is it's like five weeks. Oh, it's, it's my five attention episodes, span. Five or six Short episodes. ADD. Perfect. Monday night, you know, just bing, boom, boom. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Thanks, Grant. Is that this week? Thursday. I know it. Oh, What's our weather looking like? Beautiful? Um, wet, Pretty wet. nice, I think. Not uh, like a I, this perfect... This week is supposed to be... Kind like, of lovely. Mild, lovely. Look at this. Yeah. Thursday, sunny, breezy, mild, low humidity, high of only 82 perfect. and 60 at night. So it's going to get perfect right around the time that the Cat Video Festival is going on. That's perfect. 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 Meow. 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 We're ready for those kitties. Uh, okay. Are you happy White Lotus was renewed for season two, you guys? Very much Very so. much so. Very yes. much so. And um, I only have watched half of the penultimate episode, which was this past Sunday. I oh. watched half of it this morning. Okay. Um, and But uh, Jennifer Coolidge is everything in this show. Steve Zahn is really uh, a standout. <laughs> and... Murray Bartlett, who plays, I think that's his name, who plays yep. the hotel manager, is amazing. <laughs> yes. and, and when you say that, because Lori's maiden name is Bartlett. Yeah. It makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. You I know, know she, when I first met Lori, she was Lori Bartlett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this guy's got a little fun in him, too, probably just like you. Uh, well, huh? I mean, he's just fantastic <laughs> yeah. in it. But, um, you know, of uh, there's just so many wonderful performances uh, in White Lotus, and it's a it's about a group of oblivious, wealthy, pretty much all white people wreaking havoc at a luxury Hawaiian resort by having all their petty little, you know, things that are playing out. Why did you tell the kids how much my bracelets cost <laughs> when I busted you for having an affair? And I mean, it's all this, and it was filmed at the Four Seasons. In Maui, the Four Seasons down in Wailea. Oh, so for those not, of us, for those of us who even know what. Okay, that means. well, down in Wailea, Wailea and Kihei are there's Kanapali, yes, yes, and yes. Napili and Kapalua. That is easy where, for you to say. That is where a lot of vacationers end up going. Kihei and Wailea is just uh, just a different direction, but it's a little bit different. You know, part of the island. You're nowhere near Lahaina Town. So if you want to be close to Lahaina, right. you don't stay in Wailea, Kihei area. Okay, got it. And got if it. people don't know who Jennifer Coolidge is, she's the bend and snap nail lady from Legally Blonde. Yeah. She was an American pie. Stifler's mom. Stifler's yeah, Stifler's mom. mom. Amazing. <laughs> Cinderella milk. story. She's been in a lot of things, but she's funnier than funny. And has been woefully not cast in enough stuff. No. And yeah, she really hasn't. And um, 
She just hasn't. I mean, best in show. She's the one oh, who's married she- to the old man who talks about how they love to eat soup and talk <laughs> about nothing. And I think Jason plays that little clip of her. Yeah, he does. He does on that, show. You know, about how much they have in common because they yeah. both love soup and they can talk and not talk about nothing. And <laughs> she's just, she's really, really amazing. But um, she, a lot of people are, are interviewing her. And the finale for White Lotus is this uh, Sunday. Um, and that's on HBO Max. It, it's on HBO. Oh, okay. It's on HBO. You can watch when it's on HBO. You can watch it both ways. Yeah. On this. Yes. Yeah. Got it. And um, anyway, she did an interview with the Thrillist and um, just said, you know, she just didn't even think she would even act again. She was so convinced that COVID was just like the end of the world. She so went down that. And, she went down the dark rabbit hole of the world is ending. Yeah. And uh, anyway, and so when. Um, when Mike, Mike White. White called her with the offer, he said, it's a show about rich people on vacation. It got picked up. I wrote something just for you. And I was like, okay, when are we doing it? And he's like, what do you mean? We're doing it now. You need to get on a plane to Hawaii. We're taking over the whole property for filming. Fantastic. Because they could that be in a self-contained yes. yeah. And it's COVID, right? There were no, there no guests. You couldn't travel to Hawaii, if you remember. Right? Only inter-island could yes. you travel. And then, you know, with all of that. So... Anyway, so it was kind of a perfect thing um, for her, and then um, well, she talked about. She said she she's want she wants wanted to say no immediately because yeah. all she'd been doing is doing doomscaping, doom TV watching, doom scrolling, doom scrolling. Doomscaping is that taking too much hair in the wrong places? Maybe <laughs> I, well, doom whatever doom scrolling and mm-hmm. just was going and eating mouse amounts of pizza every day, and so she just felt like she was at the bottom of bottom. And he's like, "We're doing it right now," and she's kind of like, mm. "Ah." And then he called her. Her turning point came. She said one night at like two in the morning when the, um, Mike White texted her a simple question: "Are you afraid?" And that was her wake-up call. She thought, I've got to fight my anxieties. I've got to do this. I've got to get up out of my pity party mm-hmm. and go live my life. Yeah. And I think the doom scrolling and the doom overwhelming feeling of doom that a lot of us had when this all first started and we couldn't get our eyes off the news mm-hmm. was just anxiety ridden. And I think... And we also had an election and that was making people all right. worried about different things. There was a lot. Like, yeah, there lot. was a lot going on so you could see it. But she said she's so glad because it was a great life lesson. I never would have forgiven myself if I would have watched the show and it's so clever and great that I let my anxieties overcome me. Yeah, I don't I don't know why um like this hasn't gotten as much buzz. I feel like it's gotten more buzz as each week has gone on. Because but it didn't well, have the buzz of like a mirror of East. No, I'm going to tell you why because you like this Grant likes this Brittany likes this. I'm 50-50. Mm-hmm. That's even high. 30-70. Have you watched more than one episode or a half of an episode really? No, because I was <laughs> So you're, I, you're, I, I forced, I made myself watch it for the show on a Monday morning and I was rushing it and yeah. I haven't gone back yet. Yeah, so you can't say that with any kind of certainty. But what they were saying is why they like it is that it's so unexpected. Who, me and Blake? Or yeah, me and, uh, we, we, we talked about this while you were going, Laura, Brittany and Grant and Got I, it. And, and I think Rocco watches it too. We we're just talking about this is, is that no one does what they're supposed to do. It's very unexpected. It doesn't follow the traditional formula that we're used to seeing. It's very quirky. 
And so for me... Well, it's quirky also because you're showing people at their worst. Exactly. You know, the mom who shows up on the honeymoon <laughs> with her horror. That son is so horrible. Oh, he is the worst. He, he is, is the just worst. A, not one cent of attention paid to his beautiful, lovely wife there. All he cares about is that damn room. Yeah. And oh, that, then gets his mom that, to come and fix his own mess. Yeah. It's hysterical. All yeah. these characters, just the little sidebars of them all. It's, well, I, but do you think it's as good as Mayor of Eastwood? Well, it's East completely town. different it because it's more of a satirical mm-hmm. look and it's a dramedy, whereas right. Mayor of Easttown was a procedural who done it with, right. you know, like we're all trying to figure out. I mean, we do have one thing, you know, because we know at the beginning of the show. Someone's going home in a, in a coffin. Yeah. But we don't know. We It hasn't even been a clue right. which person, because it could be any of them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, but Julia, we did have sad news about our oh, girl. I mean, I, I was, know, and this is our girl. Christina Applegate, um, I wish I was telling you guys that she was getting a sequel to The Sweetest Thing, but she is not. Uh, she announced, she revealed on Twitter that she's been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Which is surprising. Hi, friends. And- a few months ago, I was diagnosed with MS. It's been a strange journey, but I've been so supported by people that I know have this condition. It's been a tough road. But, you know, then she went on and on. And, of course, her Sweetest Thing co-star, Selma Blair, revealed three years ago that she has MS. Right. And so, anyway, I'm, I, I, felt, I feel so bad that she has to deal with this. I know. Really, she's just, she's so nice. She Well, Grant, you don't know this, but my cousin lives in her house that she grew up in. Oh, really? In yeah. LA, and, in LA, in Laurel Canyon. Canyon. And so cool. we've met her through that yeah. and had an uncomfortable moment through that. But then they all bonded through that. So we have a history with Christina. <laughs> we do. Anyway, so, yeah. That was sad. I know it. I hated to hear that yeah. news. Okay, listen, when we come back. My uh, talk, my loves, talk loves local. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. Um, it is time for My Talk Loves Local, where we talk to some local businesses that we want to highlight. And Lori and I fortunately got to meet Elizabeth Wright, who is the founder of The Moments, um, which is senior um, memory care um, in Lakeville, Minnesota. And um, hi, hi, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Hey, Lori. Hey, Julia. How are you today? I'm doing very well. It's a beautiful day in the city. It really is. And, you know, um, the Moments is a memory care facility that you actually started out of a need that you found in our community because you lost three family members to dementia over the past decade. So can you tell us about, you know, your experience and what makes the Moments unique? Well, first of all, Julia, I have to correct you. We're not a facility; we're a community. Oh, that oh my God! As we, as we, as <laughs> as I like to say, um, for for the moments, we are concerned about not only a wonderful uh, building, beautiful building that's functional for the residents here, but also the love and care that our our uh, our staff brings, as well as having the family members come in and spend a lot of time, thereby building a true community. So that's that's one thing we look at. The, we look at the facility as the F word. So I know it, um, and I knew that. Yeah, I well, knew that. it is. It is kind of true. I mean, one of the things when we did come to see the moments, when we, I mean, it is so homey and warm and cozy. It feels like nothing like what you would describe as a facility. So you're right to say that for sure. 
I appreciate that. Mm. We're uh, we're very lucky with uh, with uh, how how beautiful site and the location that we've got down here in Lakeville, and most importantly the the team that we've we've surrounded ourselves with, and the and the family members and, and the residents, of course, which are truly the most important and precious of of our our uh, our, our members, our community members. So um, I to answer your first question, sorry about that. Was, Don't worry, um, it's my fault. Yeah. No, no, no. We, we, uh, we, um, I, I had, uh, family members pass away from, uh, from dementia, as you said, and what I found is that there's good and there's bad, uh, but there always had to be a better way to do, uh, memory care. I think every one of us remembers back, uh, if we go back into our, our memories and think, think about visiting grandma at a nursing home where maybe she had, uh, gone senile or had dementia or something to that effect, uh, none of us really wanted to walk in the door and really mm-hmm. go go make that visit, and we all kind of wished we could move her someplace else that would be far better for her. Um, and for me, that was uh, that was a very similar feeling. Um, I knew that uh, as a as a builder that that we could do a far better job, and as a uh, as an operator, uh, I believe that we could bring uh, the one word that is somewhat taboo in senior living, which is love, mm-hmm. into into the community. You know, when Lori and I visited, um, we both said to you, Elizabeth, this is where we want to go. Well, if we have <laughs> if to. We have to if this we is, have to. This is we the kind go of the place moment. that I see. I was like, okay. This doesn't seem oh, yeah. scary. And we're, you know, we're, ex- we're really excited about not only what you've seen in, in the, the moments, the, the first phase of the moments down here in Lakeville, but what's upcoming in the, the second phase uh, in the moments of Lakeville. Um, we've, uh, we've made some... Um, Obviously, when you build things, you start to learn what what works and what doesn't work, and we've made some some improvements, but you won't really feel an aesthetic difference between the the two buildings. We wanted to make sure that um, both flowed together really nicely and were complementary to each other. So it's it's a fun uh, um, a fun project for me to be working on. We're we're looking forward to getting that uh, open. Uh, sometime in the early part of October. Right. What do you think, Elizabeth, is the hardest thing that people have with, uh, you know, what, is it when do I put uh, my, my parent, my spouse, my, per, you know, the person that has dementia or Alzheimer's? How do people know it's time? So what we like to say is that we see a lot of people who, who make those decisions when it's an emergency situation. When uh, mom or dad went out to the mailbox and, and walked off and got lost and, and it was time for them because they couldn't take care of the, uh, their loved ones any longer um, in, that, in a home-based uh, situation, um, when is it time? It's, it's time, um, we like to say the sooner the better because it allows the resident to acclimate, to begin the socialization process and to really feel comfortable and welcomed into the community. Not that they don't feel welcomed, period, but mm-hmm. it, it allows that opportunity for them to, to grow. And, and we've had wonderful experiences um, with residents who have stayed at home uh, and have moved into the moments, and we've seen a, a, a general turnaround in their uh, their activity level, their socialization level, their um, their eating habits, and that sort of thing. So for us, it's the sooner we can have someone move in, is the better for not only the resident but also 
the spouse because let's be honest if you're or the or the daughter or son mm-hmm. who might be the one taking care of of the uh, the new resident it's a you know for for them it's one of um the most difficult things and really in the end all what we want to do is provide that opportunity for uh husbands to be husbands wives to be wives and kids to be kids not mm-hmm. caregivers and, mm-hmm. and not taking care of their loved ones changing uh, undergarments and feeding them and showering them that's really should be taken off their plate so they can enjoy those those uh the remainder of the time mm-hmm. that they have and those moments that they have with uh with their loved ones and you know i'm I'm thinking about that because I was thinking you know my grandmother had dementia, my grandfather had Alzheimer's, and I remember the post it notes all over their houses, like reminding each other what their names were and things like that. And I know as a, as a loved one, I think dementia seems to hit a lot of people we know. You know, I think everyone probably has someone in their family that yeah, is, is experiencing this. And it is like you think, oh, I should be able to do more. I should be able to do this. But, but when we experienced and went through the moments and saw the community there and saw the new phase that's opening and all the... Well, the high... The house, the high uh, you have feelings, a lot of staff the light, to the... The garden, the staff yeah. to, to mm-hmm. um, you know... Um, I don't know what we call the people who are there, the the clients. That's the wrong name. I know that. The community residents. Resident. Thank Resident. you, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. And you talk about the five senses as part of the um, the environment that you guys have there. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. We we designed the uh, the moments and will design every moments going forward with uh, sensory design in mind, taking into account all five senses um, that we experience each and every day. Our goal and our our our, our mantra is provide that those five senses through activities, through um, socialization, through everything that we do during the day within the community. Um, and the building itself was was constructed and designed that way. So we've got a wonderful living wall area in a cedar-sided sunroom that gives you just that wonderful scent of cedar along with seeing beautiful green uh, green living plants right at, right there inside of the building. So we bring the outside inside. Um, we you know we we have music within the building. Uh, we've actually got a performer in right now who we've asked to turn down the volume. Oh, okay. Do this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so um, we've got a we've got a performer in the building right now, allowing for you know wonderful sounds to to permeate throughout. Nature is really important because in in what you find is that you you really miss those nature-based in those senses. You People who are brought into other facilities, mm-hmm. um, generally speaking, are, are met with maybe they don't have the best food in the world, where we believe that, you know, making food from scratch, having a, a Cordon Bleu trained chef on staff and providing uh, truly fantastically uh, tasting and uh, pleasing uh, visually pleasing meals is is as important as uh, anything else. Um, we've we've uh, ensured that you know they have small plates and easy ways to to grab that food and and really get an idea to understand what they're being presented in front of them. Um, it moves to the the uh, uh, the smell within the building. We we don't believe in masking anything because we don't need to. We've got. Uh, an, huge number of air exchanges every day bringing every hour bringing in fresh clean air which 
is two things. It's great for the odor within the building, but it's also really a good uh, health standard for um, things like the flu and anything type of respiratory mm-hmm. so that we get as much of the dead air out of here and the, the clean air in, the dirty air out and the clean yeah. air in. So we look at everything that we do to design to be functional for our residents, but, you know, and most importantly to provide that, be able to provide that love uh, and, and, and compassion that we we hire for. Yeah, and Elizabeth, we felt it. I mean, when Lori and I went down there, we just felt it. And if you're just joining us, we're talking with Elizabeth Wright, the owner and builder of the Moments Memory Care in Lakeville. And they're just opening up. Phase 2 is going to be opening in October. And they do, if people want to go and get a tour, I think you need to go tour it because mm-hmm. it's unlike any place you've ever been to. And I've toured so many places. Yeah, I know. Um, and um, you guys just have a home run there, and um, it would just be a place if you, for uh, anyone's loved one. Yeah. You know, and the number to call, talk to Alexandra, she's fantastic, is 952-915-1515 to schedule your tour. And it's conveniently located right off 35 um, W in Lakeville. And Elizabeth, it's just been an honor chatting with you today and about the moments and um, we look forward to hearing more from you. And like you said, it's like no place else yeah. for your loved ones. Well, so Thank you both. And, and we appreciate the time. And, and I appreciate the the chat and you, you all coming down to, to visit the moments to truly understand what we do here. It's important to us. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, Bye. seriously, Laurie, when we went there, I was I, like, if I had known it wasn't, it had like a five star hotel feel. It it does. It. Yeah. It, it, it's just in the Beautiful. love, the love mm-hmm. and the care. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back. We had to play gaslighter because that oh, word was getting thrown around on the after the rose of the bachelorette last night. Thanks, Grant, for that song. I mean, at one point, it was just like it was like gaslighter was being used. Every other second, but we'll start with ABC. They'll just give us a little recap. Okay. Uh, Katie's uh, uh, Bachelorette uh, finale, it brought the drama, kept people on their toes, which if you've watched the show for all the seasons it's been on, that show can be very ritualistic. And we found out early on, she sends the one guy, like, what was going to happen? And But it was three... Oh, hours. Yes, so that's why, in the interest of time, we'll let ABC re- recap okay, it perfect. for us. The Bachelorette and her fiance. After one of the most explosive departures in Bachelor history, I deserve more. I want to go home. I am done. And a quick goodbye to Justin, Katie putting it all on the line with Blake. Katie Lane Thurston. And getting the proposal of her dreams. Will you marry me? I truly actually did not think he was going to propose. And so then when he actually got down on one knee and proposed, my reaction is actual shock. Freaking out. Like the nerves we saw before the proposal, (laughs) they're gone. Yeah, I'm good now. (laughs) All good now. But yeah, I was freaking out for sure on that day. He walked up, he had tight pants on, and I looked at the pockets and there was no box. And I was like, oh no. And so when he said the line, I can't give you what you came here for. I was just trying to like, not give away that I was so sad. Where was the ring hidden? In the back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> They're too tight in the front. 
Okay, so that's, you know, she because she did send the other guy. There were just two guys left after yes. Greg got sent home last yes. week. And, um, I mean, I don't even know if we need to play any more audio uh, past that because here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like these two are like, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Settle. They just kind of got stuck with each other. I think he's bummed he's not going to be the next Bachelor in Paradise guy or a Bachelor. These two don't make any sense at all. And Bachelor Nation was very divided about this last night. Well, okay. So when when we found out it was going to be Blake, who was a reject from Tasha's season. And um, she brought him in like the second episode. And he very much resembles. Tell her, tell Grant who you think he resembles. A cartoon character from the Lion King. They were darling the warthogs. <laughs> There's kind of a beard and an underbite. Like if you're like, and you know, I mean, I always describe my husband's doggo ganger animal lookalike is any of the smash face dogs, you know, Pug. bully dog, pugs. Got he it. just kind of has this adorableness and that's what Blake reminds me of and I've seen a warthog in person and they're so homely they're cute if that makes oh, sense oh yeah and he's got a homely cute thing going on yeah, he did. but I don't see these two at all but the best part of the whole night was the after after you know whatever what do they call the that after the rose after the rose that last hour when they brought Greg in, on who Greg was the guy that Katie gave the first impression rose. The right, first he was the he was the front rose, runner and a second one on one. He got like all the stuff and he quit two weeks ago by basically pouting and being mad at Katie because she was dating a bunch of other guys yeah. and he wanted an "I love you" because exactly. she filled the hole in the heart exactly. that his dad's death left. It was. He was pathetic. Right. And she, I think, just got madder and madder because when she came out, she didn't greet him. She nodded at him. He was sitting so far on the other end of the couch, only one cheek was on it. And the audience went, ooh. Because usually they do a fake hug yeah, they and do. kiss. There was none of that. None of that. So I was here for it already. I was like, oh, get it, Katie. But they spent so much time on it that I thought maybe Katie has unresolved feelings no. for Greg. I mean, she was so mad at him. I didn't think she came across great there. Okay. No. Just, just think saying- about the fact. Just think about this fact, okay? Why is it that when a man speaks up about something he's considered strong, but the second a woman speaks up about how she was treated, she's considered I didn't think that at all. That's what I just heard you say. Okay, so what I thought about it is that she just went on and on and on. It felt like she had unresolved feelings. That's where I felt it was. Well. That she had unresolved feelings for him. I think she made it clear that that she wasn't mad because he's left. She's mad about how he left her. Oh, 100%, right? Okay, and they showed that, how he looked down as she was on her knees on the ground saying, you know, and he's like, I deserve more. He was I, a baby. But I just, a, I, I guess I don't like that all these people come after her. She had a rightful place to be angry because she watched it back. Right. And she saw how much she gave him and she felt like a fool. And why isn't a woman allowed, 
allowed to say, I'm mad without people saying, oh, but that was just a bit too much. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like the toxic place that women always have to be in our little box and not be too mad and make people uncomfortable. Lori? Yeah. I feel strongly about that. I guess that. you do, but I, I guess that's fine to say, but she went on and on. It just went on so long. I thought, wow, does she... Because no, th- I, I mean, then I kept thinking, per- then I kept thinking, does she really no, like this other guy? No, Julia, that, listen, always remember with these reality shows, whatever they're trying hard to make you think happened. Right. Okay. And they, you're better at that the, than me. They loved the drama of this because usually people, and, and I'm going to say when it's a bachelor, the woman is always plays pleasant, even when she wants to like maybe. Tell the guy to sit the hell down. They come out and they give a hug. I thought Katie was good about that this season, though, that she's like, I don't want you here. But so why should she have done that with Greg? So the producers, you know, were happy that she was as mad as she was because we never see that. And I was kind of upset that, not upset, but I was kind of like, geez, women can never just be pissed off without someone going, oh, what's wrong with you? That wasn't what I was saying, though, because I, I think But Katie, that's what a lot of Twitter was saying. Oh, They're like, oh, she has an... Why would a woman be this mad if she doesn't have feelings for him? Why can't you just be mad at somebody dogged you and disrespected you and you had to watch it for the last, you know, six weeks on TV? She, instead of stuffing her feeling and acting like a good girl, she gave it to him. Yeah. And I was there for it. It was like, finally... Well, I thought all season what I liked about her is she stood up for herself. She's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. You go. Yeah. You guys are messing around with me. This isn't why I'm here. You go. I mean, she kicked yeah. people off early on and, and then, she was very. And then she seemed cute with Blake when he did come out. Oh, Lori, what but is how... going on with you? You told me completely different no, things but before she this. she seemed cute when he came out yeah. in the after the rose thing. I would not have wanted to have been Blake to have followed. Greg. Greg, who she said, who everyone knew was the front runner. Yeah. And then you're the leftover. Yeah. So he that, had to process that on the show last right, night. Right, right. Before and, he committed to her and they, th- that was shown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I just think that they very much settled, you know, for each other because I think she was really falling for Greg. 100%. And just like you get mad at yourself when you fall for somebody who misre- misrepresents who they are. And then they show their true colors. I mean, right. you, it's an equal part to be mad at yourself and at them. What do you get mad at? You get mad at yourself. Do you see it I lasting? Love she got mad at him. All right. Is it going to last? No. The Blake and... <laughs> no. No. They're not going to stay together. Will Let's they be see. on Bachelor in Paradise next summer? Uh, possibly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. We're going to...